Wake Up with the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff. Weekday mornings at 7 on ESPN Las Vegas. KWWN in Las Vegas. On the Rebel Sports Network from Learfield, live from Bailiwick, inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino, welcome to the Runnin' Rebels Coaches Show, presented by Fenley Toyota. Also brought to you by Boyd Gaming, Be Connected, proud sponsor of UNLV Athletics, and by Fenley Chevrolet. Frankly, we're customer-driven. Now, here are your hosts, John Sandler and Curtis Terry. Welcome once again to Bailiwick here inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino for the Kevin Kruger Radio Show. I'm John Sandler along with a broadcast partner, former Runner Rebel great Curtis Terry. And we are talking Runner Rebel basketball. Two big wins to discuss. The Rebels uh, winning on the road up in Fort Collins, taking out Colorado State, nationally ranked Colorado State uh, in, in a terrific ball game. And, of course, a uh, historic performance by Bryce Hamilton in that game and then coming home and uh, taking care of Reno. First time in a while we've been able to say that, and it felt good. That's, that's all the reaction we get when we say we beat Reno? <laughs> there we there go. There we go. And uh, a, a game that was was a struggle because uh, of a, a lot in part of uh, the way Reno was playing the game. Uh, you know, and the Rebels uh, coming off that victory over Colorado State, you knew there was going to be maybe a, a little bit, I won't say a letdown, but certainly an impact from that victory and uh, and the Rebels, but they got it done. Uh, it was a both games were team wins, as I said. Uh, Bryce Hamilton certainly led the way against Colorado State, but you can hear a ton of highlights. We're going to talk in depth about it. Coach Kruger is about to walk in, uh, have that conversation. But CT, uh, the Rebels entering this portion of the schedule as uh, they start to take on some of the teams at the top of the conference uh, or in the upper half of the conference, and they got off to a great start with that win in Fort Collins. Yeah, I mean, that, that win at Fort Collins was amazing. I mean, you, you say it was a team win, which, yes, it goes in the win column for the team. Um, but how about that performance by Bryce Hamilton? Heck, uh, 42 points. I think he was 11 of 22 from the field or 12 of 22 from the field, 7 of 13 from three, 11 of 14 from the free throw line, seven rebounds, five assists. Not that I'd study the stat sheet, <laughs> but uh, Mount West Conference Player of the Week, uh, National Player of the Week, I mean, as much as it was a good win for, for us, it was obviously spearheaded by the, the effort of, of Bryce Hamilton and, and well-deserved because he's been leading this charge all year. Absolutely. We're going to hear a, a bunch of highlights from Bryce in that game uh, and, 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 and what a performance it was. But, but talking about that, and, and Coach Kruger joins us now, um, this is something we've, we've sort of seen coming. You know, this is, we've watched Bryce Hamilton since he was a freshman, I remember when uh, when Eric Brown, who sort of led his recruitment, uh, when he came in, I was talking to him, and he said, you know what, Bryce is going to be kind of like, because Bryce has relatives, he's got cousins who've played, he says he's going to be like a lot of them. It's going to look up and down for a while, but by the time he's a senior, he's going to be absolutely in control of things, and he's going to be a 1,000-point scorer, and he was absolutely right. And, it, and, and Kevin, you, you have to be proud because of your special relationship with Bryce. I am just to really watch his growth over the last three years, and uh, you know, watch how much he he's he's just developed and how patient he is. And uh, yeah, I think uh, you know it all came to a head in, in Fort Collins, and and it was great for us because we needed some shots to go in. And he has a he has a special gift of uh, making something out of nothing. And a lot of times uh, in Fort Collins, that kind of got us going defensively, and and we put a lot of pressure on them to score which uh, they do so effortlessly and so well that the fact that we could kind of get out in front and make them play catch-up was a a little unique in in how a lot of their games have gone. Yeah, they're a team that's used to playing out front, used to just sort of drowning the opposition with their offensive firepower. And the Rebels got off to a a great start uh, on both ends of the floor. The defensive intensity in that game was, was awesome. The energy was awesome. He had a couple of dunks early. Royce Ham Jr. kind of made a statement on both ends of the floor, played great defense, and then had a big dunk on the offensive end. Keyshawn had a big dunk uh, on the offensive end as well. And, and I, I think you guys, you talked about drawing a line in the sand, and it was very clear that the Rebels uh, were going to stand up to the Rams physically right from the get-go. Yeah, I think, you know, nobody was happy with what happened in San Diego on Monday and the, the, the prep and the intent that went into the, uh, for Colorado State. Uh, it was player-driven. You know, they weren't happy. They, they wanted to play better, uh, have a little different mindset about them, a little different approach, and, and it showed in Fort Collins. They, uh, they, they just 
it was by far our best defensive half of the year, holding a top, I believe, 30 Ken Palm offense to 25. Um, but a lot of that was Vo uh, Vic and Royce. They, uh, they just set the tone early that they were going to work as hard as they possibly could uh, on Roddy. And, and that's something we talk about a lot is, is, you know, guys, when we go to sleep at night, we have to be okay with whatever happens as long as we just go out and fight and compete and, and let everybody know that we're going we're gonna to try really hard and, and have fun doing so, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, we're going to talk about Bryce and hear some of his highlights in a little while. But I think one of the plays, and, and certainly uh, on the defensive end, uh, we saw Royce immediately just put his chest out there and, and stop Roddy. Vic came, uh, did the same thing uh, early in the game. But one of the plays that I think uh, really kind of gave us an indication of how tough the Rebels were playing, how physical they're playing, was, was the first David Mooka bucket. And uh, here, here it is. David uh, doing a great job in that game. Hamilton top of the key. Bryce throws a lob to Mooka, and he lays it in. Great pass and great catch by David. David's awareness, David's comfort on the court has been growing, and, and this was by far his best game as a runner-rebel. Yeah, what David does, you know, David's, uh, with James being out all year from the start, uh, you know, Jay, uh, David being our tallest player, longest wingspan, uh, he, he's a continuous rim threat uh, for the entirety of the shot clock. And when you got guys like Mike Nuga that can get downhill, Jordan that can use ball screens, uh, and Bryce's ability to get downhill and make plays, when you've got a guy that you can, you can throw it up to by the rim at any point, uh, that really kind of gives those guys a, a, an extra advantage when, when driving and I thought that game just uh, David did an unbelievable job of not only you know setting screens rolling moving but he stayed ready and, and when he stays ready by the rim and be and is a constant threat uh, it just helps the guards yeah and Curtis I mean you got you had a chance to play with a guy a, a real rim protector when you were a runner rebel I think David's going to develop into that yeah, I mean, Kevin wasn't the best rim protector back in our <laughs> days. Um, no, I mean, and we've said this before early in the season in terms of the potential of David Mwoka. I mean, obviously, we got to play with Joel Anthony, who made us look really, really good defensively because we probably weren't that good if he wasn't back there behind us. Um, so thank you to, to Joel. But um, it's, it just gives you so much confidence when somebody's back there that can inf impose their will on, on the opponent in terms of blocking shots, um, deterring and altering shots, uh, rebounding, um, just calling out the defensive coverages. And we've seen the progression of David throughout the course of the year. He's getting more comfortable uh, playing at this level, and I think it really helps him to compete against Royce every day in practice. And so I, I'm just proud to see him take those strides, and he really obviously had his best game of the year at Fort Collins against those Rams, and it was definitely needed, especially uh, with no Donovan Williams in the lineup. A absolutely right. And, and there were other guys making contributions, and a guy who is, again, another guy who has begun to look a little bit more comfortable uh, is Justin Webster, and, and he had another good game, and here's a, a sample of his work. Webster back to Nuga, back to Webster. Quick three for Justin. Is good. He's two for two. And the Rebels answer, 29 to 18. It was, such a big, it was such a big deal for the Rebels to be able to answer every time Colorado State uh, kind of made a run at him, especially in that first half as they were building the lead. And Justin, he has such a quick release. When it goes in, it's pretty remarkable, actually. Yeah, I mean, Justin's, uh, he's always shot ready. You know, that's one of the things you teach guys growing up, and, uh, and he took it to heart. Uh, he's always a threat to, to catch it and shoot it, and, you know, when, when the pass is on time and on target, he's, uh, he shoots it at a really high percentage. You talk about the defense and the intensity the Rebels came out with in that game, and uh, the guy who leads the way, he doesn't start, but uh, when he comes, comes off the bench, he makes things happen. Keyshawn did it again up at Fort Collins. Thomas down the middle of the floor. Thomas runs right into and over Keyshawn Gilbert, and a charge called on Chandler Thomas. Great defense by Keyshawn. Great awareness. Yeah, Keyshawn, he, he, for a freshman, he sees the court so well, especially from that defensive perspective. Yeah, well, I mean, he goes out there with the mindset that he's just going to guard, and he's going to try as hard as he can. He's going to keep the ball in front, and and when he does that, he comes in and he's changed the tone of a lot of games. Uh, Colorado State helped build a lead. Uh, the other night against Reno, uh, a really big first-half run for us was, uh, was in large part led to his ball pressure. So uh, he's one of those guys, like we've talked about before, he, he's figured out how to get on the court. That's by hustling, playing defense, and and kind of letting the scores score, and, and, and if he keeps doing that, I think we're going to continue to get better, and, and he will as well. CT, watching the Colorado State game and calling that game, when did you have a sense that Bryce was going to have a special night? I don't know, John. I was, I mean, and I heard, I've listened back to some of the broadcasts. I was 
thoroughly just impressed by Bryce's performance. I mean, every shot he took, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> woo. Um, some of them I didn't think were good shots, but, hey, I'm not the coach. Um, but he just kept knocking them down. And I think for Bryce to be able to – does he know what? That I'm not the coach? <laughs> when I'm on my couch, I'm the coach. Um, but for him just to keep up, step up and knocking down the three-pointers that he was making. I mean, because on the course of the season, we've seen him – struggle at times from three, but he was stepping up and knocking them down with confidence. He was making plays off the bounce. Um, he was just relentless, and he was just so efficient doing it. And I think that's the thing that impressed me most because early in Bryce's career, he was more of a volume guy. Yeah. We knew he was coming in from Cali, left-handed, Cali guy, cool, could get buckets, but maybe a little bit of volume scorer. But the fact that he did it so efficient on Friday night just impressed the heck out of me. Um, and that's really been what we've seen on the course of the season. He's doing it more efficiently, sharing the ball, making plays for his teammates. He's become a better player, and his teammates are better players, and the team is a better team in result of it. Yeah, he was pretty efficient. Listen to this. Hamilton drifts to his right, now backs away. Watched by Rivers. Shoots a three over Rivers, and he knocks it down. Bryce is absolutely on fire, as is Webster. Ham to Hamilton with four on the clock. Bryce going to shoot a very long three, Ooh. and he'll hit it. Bryce, absolutely white hot. Oh, my gosh. Bounce pass to Hamilton out top right side. Hamilton step back three from that right side. He hit another one. Uh, it, it was, uh, we ran out of adjectives because we couldn't get to, you know, what, what past, what, what level of heat you can get to. Uh, I mean, we were measuring in the, in the Colville unit, Yes, right? we were. It's Colville unit. It's Colville unit. Absolutely. But, I mean, you guys have had games like that where you're just, where everything you, you throw up there is looks as if it's going to go in, and it does. It, you know, they talk about being in the zone and heat check and all that. When, Coach, when did you know that this was going to be something special for Bryce? Um, I, th I thought that, you know, a lot of times you'll see games like that. I think he had 21 at the half, uh, and, the, and the halftime cools guys off. Or, or you'll see guys struggle in the first half and have a, a huge second half. So it's not usually, I mean, 21 in the first, 21 in the second. Uh, that's pretty impressive to do. And, uh, uh, you know, that was kind of my, my, my curiosity at halftime was whether or not he'd get it going, get it, be able to get it going in the second half. Would, would things change? Would they do something different? And uh, I, I think when he hit his first one in the second half, uh, I, I probably thought, you know, we'd be able to get it. That put him at 24. We could probably expect in the 32 to 35-ish range. Uh, just because he's going to take another, we're going to expect him and, and and hope he takes another, you know, eight to ten shots, and 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 things will be designed for him. So if we can get that, you know, you start doing the math, like all right, then how many points do we need here? What do we need to stop there? Because I think they scored seventeen maybe in three minutes. So yeah. I knew we had we had to keep going, uh, keep scoring. But when he made the first one, you could kind of see it a little bit. He was feeling good. He had a little bounce to his step and. Uh, you know, we had talked the last couple, the couple days before about, you know, he's got to take on even more of the scoring role with Bacon Donovan out. And, you know, uh, but to, to have the game he did, I mean, Royce and Vic and uh, David and Reese got some minutes in there to do what they did. Uh, Webb knocking down shots, uh, David being the rim threat, uh, those guys guarding Roddy the way they did. Uh, it, you know, all of that's made possible because of what everybody was doing in that game. And ha had you told me that, we'd have three players in double figures and two of them are David and Justin going into the game, it, you know, it would either, my thought would have been, all right, somebody's going to have a really good night or, or we're going to struggle to score a little bit. But uh, again, it goes back to us is efficiency is the word. If you're efficient and you're taking high quality shots and making high quality plays, uh, you're going to have the ball in your hands. And you're going to have uh, decision-making opportunities. And, and Bryce capitalized on that. You mentioned some of the other guys who came up big, Mike Nuga, with Colorado State really making a run at the running Rebels. Mike hit a huge shot. Back to Nuga, three from the right side. Is good. Big shot there from Mike Nuga. Nuga's three kind of put a put a put the brakes on a Colorado State run and reminded them that the running Rebels were in the lead. Yeah, I think you know they came out uh, in a little bit of a bull rush out of halftime and, and we knew they would. Uh, it was a matter of time before they uh, some of their shots started to fall. But uh, that three by Mike was, it, it ended up being a, a pivotal point because uh, we hadn't scored in a few and they had scored every time. And so that three kind of got our guys back going a little bit. But, you know, that was the only shot Mike made that game. But he still had a huge impact because uh, the six rebounds he ended up with, uh, 
you know, especially when things get later, you know, people start crashing harder and it gets a lot more physical. So for a guard to go in there, throw his body around, come up with six rebounds uh, was huge. David Woka continued to play well. He had a couple of big plays uh, around the rim in the second half. Nuga, wild shot, no good. Mwoka's there for the putback. Great awareness by David. Ball into Hamilton. He takes a jumper, a back iron, no good. Mwoka for the rebound and the putback. David Mwoka doing a job for the running Rebels. And putting that, that second one, I remember, he laid it up with the left hand. Oh, that's why you got so excited right there? Exactly. Okay, I was just checking. Well, that and the I fact it was, that it was a good game. If you weren't there, you didn't see it. I thought it would have been a put-back dunk. But. Yeah, no, he laid that up with the left hand. And, and, and uh, you know, I was just really impressed with his awareness. It was the first time I'd seen him on the court this year where he looked as if he was controlling the game instead of the other way around. Yeah, and David, you know, is somebody who came in here with Royce was already here. James Hampshire was already here. You know, Vic had already committed to coming here. And he, he had kind of seen this opportunity as a, as a year to develop, take a COVID year, maybe not play a ton, but just work on getting better every day. And then here we are in Fort Collins on Friday asking him for about eight minutes to go guard the preseason player of the year, who's a 255-pound tweener between the wing and the post. And he went out there and battled like crazy and ended up having a, a great game. So uh, as much as any day for David, as much as I've had fun being around him and, and watching him grow and, and, and kind of being there uh, for it, I thought I, I was as proud of him as I've ever been because he just, uh, I mean, it, if you haven't been to Moby right now, it's its right up there with San Diego State is the hardest place to play in the conference. And, you know, his heartbeat didn't increase at all. He just stayed calm. He did what he was supposed to do and, and fit in and, and, and ended up being a, a huge piece of the game. Absolutely right. And, and, and Kevin, you mentioned the rebounding, the crashing the boards late, the guards getting in there. Here's a highlight that has that plus the star of the game. Great rebound, Jordan McKay. Smallest guy on the court flying for that one. Jordan in the backcourt. Throws up ahead to Hamilton. Hamilton in the front court. Hamilton's going to attack. Hamilton, a floater in the lane, is good and a foul. That three-point play by Bryce kind of gave the Rebels that last bit of separation they needed. I remember the rebound by Jordan McCabe. It was Donovan Williams-esque as he reached back to grab it, <laughs> at least in Jordan's context. And, uh, and you know, he, he continued, and we'll hear the highlights later uh, of the Reno game. All of a sudden, Jordan has really found sort of a steadiness that you, you've been looking for. Yeah, I think uh, as much as anything, Jordan, you know, he can the ball's on a string. He knows where it is at all times. He, his vision, he knows where everybody's supposed to be, where everybody's going. Um, when he first got here, we had uh, kind of had to rein it back a little bit. Uh, you know, he wanted to make spectacular plays, and I think as much as anything, he's done that. Uh, as much as we have the ball in his hands, as many minutes as he plays, uh, to end up in that game with one turnover, you know, five assists, uh, made some big shots. I think it, it was just about as good of a floor general game as you can get. Uh, when a guy gets 42, it's not that he's dribbling up uh, by himself every time and shooting it. You know, usually they've got a, a point guard, a floor general that's that's figuring it out and helping it get where the ball get where it needs to be. A absolutely right. And uh, CT, I know as uh, both of you as former point guards, uh, you've enjoyed watching Jordan sort of get more comfortable this season. Yeah, I think that's the one thing I've I've been waiting for, especially. I mean, we knew that that Jordan McCabe could could come in and be the floor general, could make shots. Uh, could get his teammates in the, in the spots they need to be and kind of steady the ship. And we've seen it throughout the course of the season. I mean, he had a, a big assist game against Wichita State, I believe. Yep. Um, and eight assists. Some of them were pretty flashy. Um, but hadn't consistently made shots. And I think that was holding back from really opening things up for everybody else. Um, and he was able to to make a, a couple shots against Colorado State. But it, the big ones that he made um, against Reno the other night really starts to tease you even more of what really could be for him and for this team. If you've got consistent guys knocking down shots, opening things up for everybody else, uh, but I'm just, I'm excited for, for Jordan McCabe and the rest of the season, uh, and definitely glad that he's on our team uh, because what he gives us at the point guard spot is is invaluable. Absolutely right, and he had a huge game against Reno. We'll get to those highlights when we come back. Take a break, and uh, as I said, we'll discuss the Reno victory when we come back. Remember, fans, EOS is a better gym, better price. EOS Fitness, proud partner of UNLV Athletics. You're listening to the Kevin Kruger Radio Show from Bailiwick here at the Orleans on the UNLV Sports Network from Learfield. Hello, Las Vegas. Hello, sunset over the Strip. And early mornings hiking Mount Charleston. Hello, weekends browsing the Arts District. And Saturdays cheering on UNLV football. 
Hello catching that 40-pound striped bass in Lake Mead. Spectacular air shows at Nellis. And an afternoon as a family at Craig Ranch. Hello wandering Water Street in Henderson. The view from the walkway of Hoover Dam. And seeing the fossils at Tule Springs. Hello to everything that makes you so unique, Las Vegas. Plus, everything you share in common with other communities. We're Intermountain Healthcare, and we're here to be a part of your Las Vegas life. More importantly, we're here to help you live an even healthier one. Intermountain Healthcare, official healthcare partner of UNLV Athletics. Chevrolet, we've made it simple and easy for our family of customers to get the Chevrolet they want at the price they deserve. And in turn, you've helped us win the prestigious Chevrolet Dealer of the Year Award seven years in a row. Thank you, Southern Nevada, from everyone at Finley Chevrolet, Nevada's number one Chevrolet volume dealer, located on the 215 Beltway between Rainbow and Jones, or at FinleyChevy.com. Finley Chevrolet, home of the fine new roads. Yes, air conditioning and plumbing, your one-stop shop for all things heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and plumbing. With over 45 years of experience in the Las Vegas Valley, call Yes for quick and reliable service. Dial 702-382-2478 or visit us at our website at theyesmancan.com. We've got your back when you need it most. Yes, air conditioning and plumbing, a proud partner of UNLV Athletics. Go Rebels! There's something beautiful happening in Las Vegas. Life in Summerlin, a premium master-planned community designed to live as good as it looks with Red Rock Canyon for a backyard and downtown Summerlin's fashion, dining, and entertainment at your doorstep. This incredible lifestyle has to be lived to be believed. And with dozens of actively selling neighborhoods, there's never been a better time to live this beautiful life. Learn more at Summerlin.com. You've heard the saying, girls just want to have fun. Well, so do guys. If there's one thing people really hate, it's being bored. So as they say, go south, people. To the South Point, still providing free parking. You'll love the action. First run movies at the cinema and dining is so delicious your tummy won't believe it. 11 restaurants plus live shows, headline shows, bowling, incredible pool area. Just for relaxing after all that action. Your entertainment destination is south, my friends. The South Point. Drop by this week and have some fun. Pueblo Medical Imaging is a proud sponsor of UNLV Athletics. Open seven days a week with four Valley locations and same-day appointments. We're your one-stop shop for all of your imaging needs. With our state-of-the-art equipment, you get the most clear and concise images along with our top-of-the-line customer service. We are Las Vegas's preferred imaging center. For more information, go to PMILV.com. Go Rebels! Boyd Gaming loves Las Vegas. With our premier loyalty program, Be Connected, and its extraordinary benefits available at our 10 properties here in Las Vegas, the possibilities are endless. With Be Connected, you can enjoy dining discounts, special room rates, cruises, stays at your favorite destination spots like Hawaii and the Bahamas, as well as luxury gifts and once-in-a-lifetime Be Memorable experiences. We invite you to relax, dine, and play at one of our 10 local locations or any of our 27 properties across the nation. And remember, it's good to be connected. All right, we're back at Bailiwick inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino. John Sandler, Curtis Terry, head coach Kevin Kruger with you. Steve Cofield's going to join us in just a second. Runner Rebels hitting the road for, uh, Kevin said that Moby's as tough as Viejas. I think uh, the event center up in Logan, when it's uh, full, is as tough or tougher. That is a nasty place to play, and you're taking on one of the two hottest teams in the conference, Utah State, playing amazing basketball right now. That game's Saturday afternoon. Tip at 3 o'clock Las Vegas time. We'll be on the air at 2.30 with Runner Rebel warm-up. But right now we're talking about the two wins the Rebels have just uh, been able to accomplish. Uh, talked about Colorado State. And then, Kev, the Rebels come home, and you got Reno. And this is a team that is kind of perplexing and an in, in enigma because I think, at least as far as their starting five goes, as talented as anybody in the conference, and yet they haven't been able to put it together. As it turned out, they were missing – uh, at least one starter and, and their leading scorer in Sherfield, but that might make them even more dangerous. Uh, what was your mindset as you watched your team get ready to take on Reno? 
Well, yeah. What we learned when Sherfield was out was uh, there was he had a little, I think, a foot issue, ankle issue, um, that he had probably had sometime in the Utah State game. But it, it was kind of odd the way it timed out because, uh, you know, leaving Colorado State, uh, prepping for Colorado State, uh, there was a certain kind of energy from the guys, and there was a certain approach and their intent, and it was directly correlated to our night in San Diego where we struggled. You know, it was our fourth game in seven days, ton of road games. Uh, you could see the guys were a little fatigued. Um, and then Reno coming into our game off a, uh, off a tough home game versus Utah State. They had some, some guys out, a little tired. So our message to the guys was, guys, this is literally exactly what you guys did in Fort Collins with Colorado State is what Reno has gone through these last three, day, three days. So, you know, they, we were sure they had some boxing matches for practice. Uh, our guys went through some, <laughs> some tough practices as well, getting ready for Colorado State. And uh, so I think that that was one of, one of the two reasons that our guys came out ready. And the other one was without a doubt the atmosphere. Absolutely. It, it, let's start with that. It was, it was wonderful to see because it was something that you experienced. It was something that Curtis experienced. It's something that I've experienced. And it's something we hope is going to continue going, building and growing uh, going forward. Uh, it, it had to make you feel great walking out of the tunnel. It did. I mean, just I mean, there's nothing worse than in a rivalry game if you walk out and it's all, it's like you can hear chants from the other team. Yeah. You know, you can hear their fans, and that's not a good feeling. And uh, so, so to walk out in the tunnel and the, to guys, the guys being out there, there was a little extra bounce in their step. And uh, you know, they've they've earned su the support of the people that were there. Uh, incredibly thankful, grateful, um, excited, and and trying to figure out ways that we can uh, get people back on Tuesday and then hopefully for the rest of the home games from there. Steve, you were, you were out amongst them, and uh, there was some energy in that building. It was awesome. I thought one of the coolest things was, and I don't know if you guys could hear it up a little higher, but um, everyone in that student section knew about what Bryce has done this year and what Bryce did recently. Like, I could actually hear oohs and ahs when Bryce was spinning to the basket. Like, they were, you could tell, they, you know, maybe they haven't been out there for all the games, but they know what's going on, and they knew what just happened with Bryce, that he has just been a scoring machine. Hello. That was probably me in your headset. Ooing I, did, well, I, <laughs> I heard that, too, but it, I really could hear oohs and ahs. So the, the, the students were really into it. Um, and, you know, you and I talked to the half. We talked after the game about it, too. I think it raised the emotional level for both teams because it was – that first half, it was it was chippy out there. Not just the Donovan Williams getting a, a tee at the end of the half, but there was a lot of banging. There was a lot of talking going on, which, yeah, I, I think in some ways is a good thing for the game, but I know you were at the half, you're like, all right, we got to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a fine line there. You know, I think uh, we had a veteran crew that, that managed it. They, they were talking to the guys. They were talking to the coaches, but... Uh, yeah, you, you like the emotion, the passion, but then when, when a, if a ref or a coach tells you to be quiet, you got to be quiet. And, and you got to at least be quiet for a little bit right. and then <laughs> figure it out later. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's that, like we talk about, still better to say woe dog than sick him. So if that's what it takes for our guys to get going and we got to get in a little, you know, the ref's got to tell them to be quiet. You know, if, that, if that's what it takes to compete a little bit, I'm okay with it. Did you, I mean, knowing that they had Sheerfield out, knowing the way they play anyway, uh, they were going to try to make it physical. They were going to try to make it a little bit ugly. They were probably going to try to stir things up a little bit, see if they can get the Rebels uh, a little bit distracted that way. Was that also discussed a little? Um, no. Our, our, more of our concern was when we walked out for warm-ups and saw him in Washington in sweats. Because uh, as Curtis can talk about as well, you know, you, you prep a certain way, you walk through stuff, you watch film, and you watch it with, from a certain lens, and then you walk out there, and the leading scorer is out. You, the team it can quickly start to turn into oh well now we just got to show up. Right. And it, I mean Cambridge is a heck of a player, but the guys did an unbelievable job on him. Uh, Blackshear I think showed what he's going to be capable of Scary. and how good he's going to get. Um, uh, we did a really good job on Baker in the first half. Uh, the the f we when we when we watched film as a group today, you know we talked about when we kept the ball in front and made him take tough shots. Uh, I, I think they made one on the night. Uh, but we, our guys just did a really good job of guarding when, when we slid our feet and, and, and kind of were locked in. It's when we had that breakdown, and it was an open look, or we let them catch in the post where they wanted, 
uh, as opposed to out on the closer to the perimeter like we, we had done in the first half that that we uh, they, they were able to go on a, on a couple runs can I build on the, the game plan you have a certain game plan going in so I'm not a coach right but I'm watching and I think I can go the second person tonight I, I, heard, I, heard, it, I heard it drive it in I heard it drive it in he's got he's got a lot more experience it's he, your he couch. Has, You're he the has coach. the right to say it but as I'm watching in the first half I'm noticing hey they don't have a point guard right and they really don't have a backup point guard so uh, you know, Blackshear's having to handle the ball in Cambridge sometimes. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, why doesn't coach just slap on some full-court pressure? So, like, what are you thinking as you watch the game unfold? Because I know you've talked about pressure before, and you're like, man, you know, maybe we're not there yet in terms of wanting to do full-court pressure. You know, Coach Kofield, that's a good question. Coach Kruger? Oh, is it? I mean, <laughs> no, it is. And, it, you know, it's one of those things that you, I mean, yeah, we can say that. We also had a 19-point lead at half. You know, I'm not. it's kind of... So just kind of being solid, you know, uh, guys from Reno maybe being in roles they haven't been asked to be in uh, is kind of becomes one of those law of averages, percentages uh, game. And then uh, but but we kind of did when we threw out, you know, the 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 pit bull. Yeah, and we're, one, you're one man hear, press. You're going to hear that in just a second. The first, mini press, the one first, man press. First of all, one of the big, big things about that game is you got Donovan Williams back and he made an immediate impact. Didn't he? He sure did, John. <laughs> I was Where's thinking the same thing. I didn't. Were you waiting for me to talk? We're, no, we're waiting for a highlight. Okay. Donovan's first three. Bryce throws the ball left side to Williams. Williams steps back, fakes the three, then shoots the three, and he hits the three. Donovan's so smooth, so dangerous, and, and makes such a difference. It does because he, he opens the floor. He, he can spread the defense out, and it's such a – what makes ha- Reno hard to prepare for is they, they have two guys nearing seven feet, but then they can also go smaller. So how, what do you do? Do you get your guys more ready for this, more ready for that? And if, if Vic can continue to make the impact and David can continue to make the impacts they've made, and it's not even through scoring, uh, then we can kind of have a similar uh, kind of confusion, hopefully, for opponents. Do we, face, or do we talk more about when a walker is out there at the four? Do we talk more when Williams is out there at the four? And so for his ability to spread the floor, though, as well as he shot it this year, uh, it, it just makes us more dangerous. You mentioned the one-man press. Uh, again, just like he does just about every game. And when he came in, Curtis and I both kind of looked at each other because we'd watched Blackshear struggle to bring the ball up. Against it, nobody. Against Yeah, and, and all of a sudden you put Keyshawn out there, and I said he's going to have nightmares about Keyshawn. And, and this is one of the best hustle plays, best effort plays I've seen from a runner rebel in the last five years. Keyshawn knocks the ball away. Foster got it back. Keyshawn got it back. And then from his belly, gets it ahead to Williams for the slam dunk. What hustle by Keyshawn Gilbert. Timeout, Reno. What, I mean, what a play. He stole the ball twice on the same play. And then the second time, lying on his belly, he just, did he punch? I couldn't really say. He, did he punch it forward? It, it looked like that on film, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. I he, highly doubt that Keyshawn's got a belly, though. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, you're right. You're Stomach. Right. He, on his midsection, how about Abdominals. that? Abdominals. His abs. <laughs> yeah, Keyshawn, uh, uh, you know, kind of to, to Steve's point, we, we hadn't put in a lot of pressure, a little bit of zone pressure, but uh, the – the one guy, we don't really know if that's necessarily an advantage for us. And then finding out Sherfield's out earlier, it kind of changes things a little bit. And But Keyshawn's kind of been that constant. We know when we put Keyshawn in, regardless of how good the ball handler is, he's going to heat it up. Uh, and we talk all the time about not giving up an advantage in the backcourt. We give him all the freedom in the world. You know, you can, you can you know gamble for it a little bit if you can get back in front. You can mess with it you can back it off Keyshawn's got all the freedom we, we trust him we want him to continue to learn through reps but uh, I think he he smelled a little blood in the water there and and he just took full advantage and and he just does such a great job of sliding his feet and anticipating change of direction that he can beat guys to spots and when he did that uh, on I think two or three occasions you know we ended up getting the steal and then the steal dunk for a timeout uh, I, don't, I don't think there's a bigger uh, momentum play or a play that's going to get rebel fans on their feet more than a steal and a dunk Absolutely right. How excited are you to be able to coach him going forward? Oh, it's great. It's great because he's and it, his growth is my. I mean, he's our only teenager. He turned eighteen at the start of the school year. I mean, how many high school kids these days are graduating at seventeen? It, it's just it's very rare. So you know that was something as a staff we we always took into account. You know, give him a second, let him cool off. You know, sometimes he'll say something really quickly or he'll do something, but it's just out of. Uh, a lack of repetition, a lack of, 
of experience. So, but but his growth. I mean, now he makes a mistake. He knows on the scouting report, or he, or he gambles. He immediately looks over, taps his chest, and and I know we can move on. And it's the times where he doesn't <laughs> that we gotta maybe maybe take a second. But no, he he's gonna be so much fun to be around these next few years. No doubt about it. Well, the other guy who really stepped up in that game, and and he was our player of the game. Uh, both because he did, as usual, a great job running the offense and handling things, uh, handling the basketball, but he got hot, and he, he, his confidence shooting the basketball is so important to this team. We talked about it up at Colorado State. Uh, Jordan McCabe knocking down a three in the first half. Over to Henry. He'll shoot a three. In and out, no good. Again, an offensive rebound. Foster had it, but it's knocked away. McCabe with the basketball. McCabe, a three from the right side, is good. Jordan McCabe turns to the crowd and holds up three fingers, 21 to 8 UNLV. Part of a big early run for the Runner Rebels, and uh, Jordan showing confidence there because he, he got the loose ball rebound, brought it in the front court, and took a shot. And that's something we haven't seen very often from him. Well, yeah, I mean, Jordan can really shoot it. I mean, he can really shoot the ball. And it's something I think, I'm hoping, looking back on it, that he wasn't timid because he thought of something I was saying or, or a way I was going to teach it. Uh, because anytime he's open, we want him to shoot it. Uh, we have all the confidence in the world that when his feet are set and he wants to let it fly, it, that it's going to go in. And and again, uh, you know, him and Bryce are put in a lot of situations where they're they're asked to make decisions, they're asked to play off each other, you know, spacing, make plays for each other for for, for teammates. But uh, we absolutely want his aggression uh, to, to in terms of looking for shots to go up. Yeah, I think it's it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, you know, you were just mentioning it. it wasn't something you said that maybe made him timid. He, when I talked to him the other day, he said, actually, when you recruited him, that was one of the first things you said to him is, we believe you can make shots. And I, and he admitted it, he's had trouble kind of changing his mindset. And I, I will point out, his experience at West Virginia is kind of interesting. I didn't watch all his games, but I was looking at his numbers. His freshman year, he actually did shoot a lot. But then, you know, I think there was a pullback on him shooting. And that can affect a player when all of a sudden – the coaching staff, you know, is telling you not to shoot. You can't, you can't just go somewhere else and instantly be, you know, a 15 shot a, a game guy. Yeah, I mean, he finished the year his freshman year at West Virginia. Uh, you know, him and Emmett Matthews, uh, another another freshman at the time, uh, were playing really well. They had a, they, there was some, a lot of freedom. They had had some roster turnover throughout the year. Um, his sophomore year, Miles McBride comes in, who's now in the NBA, and I think uh, Jordan's just the type of guy. He's such a team guy. He wants he wants things to go well for everybody. I think maybe he maybe just kind of took a little bit of a step back, trying to find his place instead of being more assertive and, and showing people he can shoot and kind of that being more his role maybe as opposed to floor general kind of run the team sort of role. But I'm totally speculating. I know we, we want him to shoot it here. Uh, we want him to make plays uh, because, again, as, as long as his turnover numbers are down, I think he's one of the tops in the country in assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, and for a guy that hasn't been asked to do a lot in the past, really, two years to, to come in and do that and lead and get the ball where it needs to be is it, it just speaks volumes of of his his approach uh, his maturity um, and it, it's exciting for me because I think he's just going to keep getting better you know it absolutely kills that guy sitting to your left when he passes up an open shot when, when Jordan passes up an open shot. Oh, me? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you. I don't know how he misinterpreted Coach Kruger saying shoot the ball is don't shoot the ball um, or let it fly when you want. I never had an issue with that. Neither did the guy sitting to my right. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's, that's, a, that's a compliment of anything. Shoot the ball when you're Absolutely. open. Um, but, no, I, and we've talked about this before, not to keep going back to it, but like Kevin said, they, they expect, his teammates expect him to step up and knock down those shots because he can. He's such a good shooter. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be getting the leash to continue yeah, to exactly. shoot those shots. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, oh, shoot it. Because like, sometimes <laughs> the first one that you get is the best shot, um, as opposed to, you mean know, pass up a good one for a great one. But there's some of those I'm like, oh, you let it fly, shoot, I would have shot that one. Um, but uh, uh, that was it, That's all of them, by the way. Yeah, as soon as he crosses half court at the U or the V, I mean, let it go. But it's, it's good to see him start to get that confidence. And he was letting them go on Tuesday night. Um, and it's it's good to see him make more than just one, uh, make two or three, and then you see him start to feel a little bit more comfortable and confident than his teammates do as well. Uh, but, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jordan McCabe, and I don't even have TikTok, and I hear he's, he's big time on that too. So. Four threes in the game overall. We'll uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the second half because it got interesting. 
And uh, we'll talk about how Kevin dealt with what Reno was doing a little bit and some of the guys who made big plays for the Runner Rebels down the stretch. Finley Chevrolet located in the southwest at 215 in South Rainbow. It's Nevada's number one Chevrolet volume dealership. Frankly, they're customer-driven. You're listening to the Kevin Kruger Radio Show from Bailiwick here at the Orleans Hotel and Casino on the UNLV Sports Network from Learfield. You've heard the saying, girls just want to have fun. Well, so do guys. If there's one thing people really hate, it's being bored. So as they say, go south, people. To the south point, still providing free parking. You'll love the action. First-run movies at the cinema and dining is so delicious your tummy won't believe it. Eleven restaurants plus live shows, headline shows, bowling, incredible pool area, just for relaxing. After all that action, your entertainment destination is south, my friends. The south point. Drop by the week and have some fun at finley toyota our mission statement is written in our showroom for everyone to see it reads a world-class environment dedicated to building lifelong relationships through integrity and commitment if that sounds like a family business you'd like to do business with we invite you to come in today i'm john barr and remember he'll do anything he'll do anything at finley toyota we'll do Pueblo Medical Imaging is a proud sponsor of UNLV Athletics. Open seven days a week with four Valley locations and same-day appointments. We're your one-stop shop for all of your imaging needs. With our state-of-the-art equipment, you get the most clear and concise images along with our top-of-the-line customer service. We are Las Vegas' preferred imaging center. For more information, go to PMILV.com. Go Rebels! Boyd Gaming loves Las Vegas. With our premier loyalty program, Be Connected, and its extraordinary benefits available at our 10 properties here in Las Vegas, the possibilities are endless. With Be Connected, you can enjoy dining discounts, special room rates, cruises, stays at your favorite destination spots like Hawaii and the Bahamas, as well as luxury gifts and once-in-a-lifetime Be Memorable experiences. We invite you to relax, dine, and play at one of our 10 local locations or any of our 27 properties across the nation. And remember, it's good to be connected. Hello, sunset over the strip and early mornings hiking Mount Charleston. Hello, weekends browsing the Arts District and Saturdays cheering on UNLV football. Hello, catching that 40-pound striped bass in Lake Mead. Spectacular air shows at Nellis and an afternoon as a family at Craig Ranch. Hello, wandering Water Street in Henderson. The view from the walkway of Hoover Dam seeing the fossils at Tule Springs. Hello to everything that makes you so unique, Las Vegas. Plus, everything you share in common with other communities. We're Intermountain Healthcare, and we're here to be a part of your Las Vegas life. More importantly, we're here to help you live an even healthier one. Intermountain Healthcare, official healthcare partner of UNLV Athletics. Yes, air conditioning and plumbing, your one-stop shop for all things heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and plumbing. With over 45 years of experience in the Las Vegas Valley, call Yes for quick and reliable service. Dial 702-382-2478 or visit us at our website at theyesmancan.com. We've got your back when you need it most. Yes, air conditioning and plumbing, a proud partner of UNLV Athletics. Go Rebels! There's something beautiful happening in Las Vegas. Life in Summerlin, a premium master-planned community designed to live as good as it looks with Red Rock Canyon for a backyard and downtown Summerlin's fashion, dining, and entertainment at your doorstep. This incredible lifestyle has to be lived to be believed. And with dozens of actively selling neighborhoods, there's never been a better time to live this beautiful life. Learn more at Summerlin.com. All right, back here at Bailiwick inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino. John Sandler, Curtis Terry, Steve Cofield, and head coach Kevin Kruger talking Runner Rebel basketball. Runner Rebels at Utah State Saturday afternoon. Tough place up there in Logan. And then back at the Thomas and Mac for the rematch with Air Force on Tuesday night. And we'd love to see another big crowd at the Thomas and Mac Tuesday night. 7 o'clock, the Running Rebels taking on the Falcons and looking for a little revenge after the Rebels struggled up at uh, Clune earlier this season. But right now we're talking about the uh, the Reno victory in the second half. And, Kev, you knew 
even even though they were a little bit shorthanded, you knew that they were going to make adjustments. You knew they were going to continue to try to ugly it up and play physical. And uh, they got going uh, down low early in that uh, in that second half. Baker kind of took control of the game. Yeah, he did. And we, uh, you know, that was one of the things we had talked about was the, their bigs are pretty efficient when they catch where they want to. So. And in the first half of that, Royce, David, Vic did a, a great job of pushing the catches out. Um, we, you know, we talked to our guys a lot about on the perimeter, you know, uh, catching closer to the three-point line uh, because then you, you can get to the rim in one dribble, two at the most. Uh, when, you, when you catch it behind the NBA line or by, uh, past that, you got to take a dribble to get to where you want to start, and then that adds that third dribble. Things come into, into but coach, account. That's what head. they do in the NBA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> That third dribble is really where you get in trouble. You run into another body. You know, you might have to change direction. And so it's not a lot different in the post. A lot of the post moves are done with one dribble, maybe two. So if you push that catch out a little bit farther, that, that four-foot hook shot becomes six or it becomes eight. And it's not something you practice as much. And uh, first half, we were, we were on point on that. Uh, nothing in the post bothered them, bothered us. Uh, they weren't able to get going. Second half, we just kind of let them catch where they wanted. And that's where... That's where we ran into trouble. I mean, the guy's seven feet tall, uh, highly skilled, lefty on top of that. You got a lot of things you're not used to in the post, and, uh, and he made his pay there. He got him going. He really did, and it, it took a while for the runner Rebels to kind of stem the tide as they very much got back into the game. And uh, one of the things it took was a spectacular buzzer-beating three from Mike Nuga. McCabe, no, he's still dribbling, gives it to Nuga. He'll shoot an off-balance three, and he'll hit it! Boy, is that a huge shot! Mike Nuga throws in a prayer. It was. I mean, that was a tremendous shot. He dunked it from the three-point line, Kevin. <laughs> no, it was a huge shot because we, we had nothing going there for a few minutes. And, uh, you know, not much time on the shot clock. And, and for him to hit that, you could tell, you could tell it took a, a lot of wind out of Reno's sails there. They, that was the first time I had seen you know, there, that you could just actually see, the, you know, a, a run being stopped and, uh, and, and kind of got our guys going a little bit. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I'm, I've seen it a few times. I'm still not sure how he saw the basket moving the way he was and got the ball to go. Uh, it then became a game that kind of went from uh, Reno got it down to five or six once, Rebels answered. It then became a game that kind of bounced back and forth in that stretch for a while, and it was a big defensive play by Royce Ham Jr. that I think gave the Rebels another lift late. Nervous time for the Rebels. Blackshear. Passes down low to Baker underneath. Shot blocked oh. by Ham. What a recovery by Royce Ham Jr. Wow. Royce as wow. active as everywhere. We didn't get the end of that call? Evidently we did. Oh, man. You don't remember that? When Baker got a shot blocked oh, by Ham? That's right. Yes. Yes, we, we, we cut off try it again? Curtis's culinary Can't, reference. What was it? I said you need it. You need a chef to cook a ham, not a baker. There you go. Yes. <laughs> right? Because ham blocked the shot. <laughs> ah, look at that. It's a big hit. Yeah. It's see? It's a big hit. Look That's it, look what I'm up. talking about. John is so. <laughs> Don't hate it because you ain't it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You guys. Need a, you you guys, guys chef to I'm cook not a ham, angry. not a baker. That's I'm why you didn't score because he's not a chef. I'm not angry with you. I'm just disappointed. Yes. <laughs> don't encourage now it. Now I know what you guys do. Oh, don't encourage it. Please. In your spare time. Please. It's just going to get more and more tortured <laughs> as the year goes along. That but, is awesome. But back to the play. <laughs> they seem to enjoy it, John. Back to the play. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about, I think about two and a half minutes left. They were still uh, obviously in the. Uh, in the puncher, you know, punching distance. And for him to go back, make that play, get the ball going the other way, allow to burn uh, another 30 seconds. And uh, it really probably ended up saving the game. As much as, as big as Mike's shot was, uh, th that play on the other end. But if I may, yes. to add, there was a similar shot, actually, this one being against Reno with Mike Nuga. There was actually a similar, similar shot in 2006 in the first half up at Reno where Curtis hit one almost identical. We had built about, a, I think, a 12 or 13-point lead. They had made a little run to come back. It was late in the clock. I, he fumbled it, pump fake, stepped through from about 28 feet. I mean, and when Mike hit that shot, it was, it was actually kind of eerie. It, that shot that Curtis hit, it w immediately came into my mind because they were, they were so similar. And the fact that Reno was making a run, hit a shot that, you know, was just kind of, Lucky? <laughs> Whoa, everything was good until there. I was trying to find another word for it. I, 
I'm not sure what else I would say. Well, I'll talk to Chef Baker over but there. Yeah. <laughs> Poetic. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, then Royce's block, I mean, for him to recover, uh, you know, we didn't have the movement. We watched that on film today. We, we weren't in the spots we wanted to be defensively as a whole. So uh, Royce just, uh, we talk a lot about putting out fires. You know, just because something doesn't go right doesn't mean you can't put out the fire, and, and that's exactly what he did. Well, I love to. I, I love knowing that I live. I live rent free in a little spot in Kevin's head <laughs> with a couple of my plays throughout my career. Um, no, that's awesome. That's that's all I got for you. And then and then the icing on the cake and the play that really kind of slammed the door on Reno was maybe just a, an absolute prototypical Bryce Hamilton highlight. Bryce comes right side, spins in the lane, fall away, fourteen footer. Why not? Huge bucket there. Lead is eleven with a minute twenty to go. Yeah, Bryce, uh, you know, he sometimes he'll spin and head to the basket as he split the defenders uh, later in the in the game, but that one was that little fall away, uh, and, and that really kind of put the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, and as Steve mentioned earlier, I, I don't – I don't hear much throughout the course of a game, uh, but there was the, that was one of those where I, where I actually heard the oohs and the ahs, you, you know, because that move was it was so quick. It, it, you know, it, Reno had another defender coming. Bryce was able to split and to, to split him with a spin move. On top of that, it, it, it's pretty impressive. There's not a lot of people that can do that without tripping or falling or traveling, and uh, and Bryce had an, another great play, and uh, he's just really good right now. I think uh, so. I was just so proud of him. Uh, also because I didn't feel that he pressed at all. I didn't feel that he took any bad shots. He, he kind of let it come to him, which after a 42-point game, a National Player of the Week, you can only imagine uh, what people are saying and what he's hearing and, and having to hear. But uh, he was calm, he was collected, uh, and he just went out and did what he had to do to make UNLV win. Bryce had 17, Donovan had 17, hit some big threes in the game. Uh, Jordan had 16 points, uh, four assists, and, and three rebounds. And I, I thought played one of his uh, most complete games as a runner rebel, and the rebels got the win over Reno, and uh, feel pretty good about things. And now get to turn their attention to the Aggies coming up. And when we we'll take a break, we'll talk about that a little bit in our final segment. Fans, remember there are so many ways to be satisfied at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. Savor the latest and greatest variety of flavors right here at Bailiwick All American Pub and Eatery. Food and fun—it's what they do. Back with more Kevin Kruger Radio Show on the UNLV Sports Network from Learfield. It's the press box with Grainy and Bischoff. Like they're just lying to well, everybody. Well, why did they put that down there then? Because they probably can't put Nick group of people. Mike Breen likes to say back. They probably can't put that as they're like, yeah, we're we think we're in a real company. We're not putting that on a graphic and putting it out for people. Chickens. So yeah. yeah by the way, chickens can't fly. <laughs> is it, is it? It's land, land and sea, not land, air and sea. Listen to the press box with Ed Grainy and Tyler Bischoff weekday mornings at seven on ESPN Las Vegas. Did you miss Cofield and company? I don't have kids, so the only thing I know about high school-age kids right now is Ozark, where I hate the kid on that show, and Euphoria, where I'm afraid of all the kids. Is this real life, Euphoria? These kids are crazy! There is an 11-year-old on the show. I think he's 11. Like, maybe the most vicious character I've seen on TV in years. I kind of like that. Ashtray. So I'll just say in general, the kids scare me based on TV depictions. Weekdays during Afternoon Drive, it's Cofield and Company. Dreams do come true, not only for the players that made the NFL Pro Bowl as they now can say they are the best of the best, but also for the city of Las Vegas as it will host the NFL's Pro Bowl for the first time at Allegiant Stadium. For all of us who have been around here for years and years, most of us would honestly say this could only happen in a dream. So make sure you're wide awake, put some cold water on your face if you need to, and turn your radio Sunday at 1130 to listen to the Pro Bowl live from right here in our town on ESPN Las Vegas. Hey, it's Jared from the Press Box. We have no show on Friday, although we will be putting together a little bit of a best of for you. Uh, We will be getting you ready all next week, though, for the big game, something that we are legally required to call it. UNLV will play, and so does the Golden Knights. So Tyler and, well, maybe Ed. We don't know if Ed's going to be around. We'll break that down for you. All that is coming up next week on the Press Box, starting at 7 a.m., ESPN Las Vegas. 
Yes! Air Conditioning and Plumbing, your one-stop shop for all things heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and plumbing. With over 45 years of experience in the Las Vegas Valley, call Yes for quick and reliable service. Dial 702-382-2478 or visit us at our website at theyesmancan.com. We've got your back when you need it most. Yes! Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a proud partner of UNLV Athletics. Go Rebels! Hello, sunset over the strip and early mornings hiking Mount Charleston. Hello, weekends browsing the Arts District and Saturdays cheering on UNLV football. Hello, catching that 40-pound striped bass in Lake Mead. Spectacular air shows at Nellis and an afternoon as a family at Craig Ranch. Hello, wandering Water Street in Henderson. The view from the walkway of Hoover Dam and seeing the fossils at Tule Springs. Hello to everything that makes you so unique, Las Vegas. Plus, everything you share in common with other communities. We're Intermountain Healthcare, and we're here to be a part of your Las Vegas life. More importantly, we're here to help you live an even healthier one. Intermountain Healthcare, official healthcare partner of UNLV Athletics. You've heard the saying, girls just want to have fun. Well, so do guys. If there's one thing people really hate, it's being bored. So as they say, go south, people. To the South Point, still providing free parking. You'll love the action. First run movies at the cinema and dining is so delicious your tummy won't believe it. 11 restaurants plus live shows, headline shows, bowling, incredible pool area. Just for relaxing after all that action. Your entertainment destination is south, my friends. The South Point. Drop by this week and have some fun. Back for our final segment, Kevin Kruger Radio Show. Runner Rebels getting ready to take on Utah State Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock tip, 2.30. Runner Rebel warm-up back at the Thomas & Mack Tuesday against Air Force. Going up to Logan, taking on one of the two hottest teams in the conference. Uh, the Aggies are playing great basketball. That's a really tough place to play. Uh, the, the remainder of the Mountain West Conference season for everybody is going to be just crazy. It is, and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, we talked about it, it, as a staff today, it, it's it's not too often, and, and I know it's never for fans, uh, but th- where we would actually almost think about feeling a little bit bad for Reno. And if you look at their schedule right now, what they're nah. going through, it's tough. But we, it's what our guys went through to an extent. Yeah. It's what almost everybody in the conference is going to go through at some extent. And uh, here we are at the halfway point. Um, so it, it, it's, a, it's been a bear this year already for the guys. Um, and, and here they are about to kick off the second half of it. But in U- at Utah State, who's playing really well right now, you can tell they're, they're growing and gelling better every, every game. And uh, so our, we got our work cut out for us. But like we told them, if, if, if we go fight, if we go compete, if we lay it all out there, you know, we can sleep fine with whatever happens, because I think this is a good enough group that will just continue to get better as long as we go compete and fight. CT, you know how tough it is up there. It is that I've is never played up. there. I've been up there, though. Yeah. Uh, we've been up there the last two years. And then when I was on staff with Coach Dave Rice, um, it's not – it's a couple things. It's not fun about it. It's cold it's in Utah, which is cold. That's why I say in Utah. Um, you typically can't fly out of there right after the game because they, they don't have a de-icer, so you have to <laughs> bust back to Salt Lake to fly out. That stinks. Um, and then their fans, I mean, they come prepared, loud, because there's not much to do in Logan, Utah, except for go to the basketball games and support the local teams. Um, but they just don't have the friendliest of things to say, which I understand, because our UNLV fans said some pretty unfriendly things on Tuesday night at the Thomas and Mac directed at that school up north. Um, but we don't feel bad for them, Kevin, ever. And like we tell our kids. I said you almost. Never. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. So they can take it and go back up there. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be a tough game, though. They're hot. Um, they lost a, a bunch of key pieces. They lost their coach. Um, but they are still competitive and have the mindset that they are champions, that they have been in this league before. So um, I know Coach and his staff will get the boys ready to go. I was going to say real quickly, someone better find Justin Bean. Anywhere on the floor. When the ball goes up, because he, he loves to rebound. He is a vicious rebounder. Yeah, he might, he might be, uh, and you can make the argument for a handful of guys, of course, across the league, but 
as important to any team as any as yeah. any player is in this conference. And the Rebels get a full dose of him on Saturday afternoon. That's going to do it for us here. 3 o'clock tip Saturday afternoon, 2.30, run and Rebel warm-up. And then we want to see everybody out at the Thomas & Mac on Tuesday night as the Runner Rebels take on Air Force. We got Thanks. Taco Bell on Tuesday before the game for the students. Come on out. Thanks to Ari back in our Learfield studios. Thanks to Nick engineering alongside. For Steve, for Curtis, and for Coach, this is John saying thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Talk to you Saturday from Logan. Have a good evening, everybody. Live from Bailiwick, inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino, you've been listening to the Runnin' Rebels Coaches Show, presented by Fenley Toyota. Also brought to you by Boyd Gaming, Be Connected, proud sponsor of UNLV Athletics, and by Fenley Chevrolet. Frankly, we're customer-driven. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Rebel Sport. Stay up to date with the never-ending breaking news.